Coming up. Guess who's back? Back again. Monica's back. Tell your friends. Guess who's back? 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 Meow 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Monica's back. I'm back. Hey, Monica, how are you doing? I'm great. How was the trip? It was wonderful. Yeah, how were the Ohioans that you saw? They're very well. Yeah. Well, Monica is back, and we're very happy to have her. I was. Uh, I want to thank all the folks at the Blue Grouse who came to the quizzes when I was there and were sad that Monica wasn't there, but happy that quiz was going on. So you get her back now. And also want to thank Mandy for stepping in at Fitzgerald's and doing a great job hosting over there. And there is video of the bartenders singing your trivia song. I'm really excited to see that. I'll be uploading that somewhere, probably onto the website and uh, all that. So be looking for oh, that. Good. Yeah, we're going to get that uh, out there. I told Mandy if she could get the bartenders to sing the theme song that I would make them semi sort of famous <laughs> to about 100 people. <laughs> that's pretty famous. Yeah, you know, that's more than knew us before. Do you think people would like me more if I sang the trivia song at the beginning of each quiz? They probably would. Or is there just no hope for me? That, uh, no, I think that what got people out to my quizzes was the song. Yeah. It got people to come back yeah. because they loved it so much. Okay. Well, so maybe it the, might work for you. Okay. Well, I might try it. Maybe I need to need to um, be brave and just do it. Also, it I think it might be because it gets stuck in people's heads. It is a catchy little number. Like I sing it like I sing it twice. You sing it twice. I sing it at the beginning and at the end. I didn't know you sang it twice. Yeah. I sing oh. it twice. So I sing it like eight times a week, and. To other people. <laughs> now, wait and a second. Then more than two, that. I was going to say, you have two quizzes, and then, so there's four <laughs> times, and then there's just four rando times when you're just yeah. like out and about. Yeah. You know, you're at Safeway and you're buying some, you know, Q tips, <laughs> and you're like, hey, thanks for the Q tips. <laughs> Let's get trivial. Trivial. It's mostly when I'm telling people that I host trivia. Well, and I bet at least one of those times is to one of your cats. Oh, like all four. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, have their own songs, too. Okay. <laughs> I am ready to hear any and all of those songs when you are ready to share. I don't think it's time yet. <laughs> okay. We're only 11 episodes in. Yeah. So for those of you just joining the podcast for the first time, Monica and I are hosts of Pub Quizzes in the Seattle area. If you're in Seattle for the week, Yes. We have your week planned out. 
Monday night, you're going to go... To the Skylark. In... West Seattle. And see... Me host quiz. Correct. Thank you. I'm going to put a ding there. (laughs) On Tuesdays, you're going to go to... Fitzgerald Sports Bar. In... Ballard. At... 7.30. That's right. (laughs) Also on Tuesday, if you're in... Tacoma. You're going to go to... Crown Bar. And play... Trivia. And on Wednesday, you're going to go to... The Blue Grouse. In... Georgetown. To play... Trivia. We have one more. (laughs) And then on Thursday... You're going to go to... Renton. In... The local 907. And see... Trivia? And yes. see Paul. Yeah, it's going to be me. <laughs> that might be the most convoluted way we've ever done <laughs> this, but we're going to keep it in because we worked so hard. <laughs> Guys, that was take 47. <laughs> it was It was an education to get through that. <laughs> Also, and I always forget to mention this, but if you are in the Wallingford area on Thursday, you can always go to Murphy's in Wallingford. It is isn't it. It is one of the great Irish bars in the Seattle area and play our quiz there. Jason hosts and apparently is hilarious. I've never been able to see him play, but he has a nice following there, so you can always go up and play there as well. What night is that? That is Thursdays oh, in Wallingford. Maybe I'll go there sometime. Yeah, you're not allowed to go play our quizzes. I'm not. No. <laughs> but but I won't know the answers. You might know some of these answers. Mm. Um, so we got a lot of fun things to talk about today. Uh, let's start with the audio round challenge. I played clips from covers of the song yesterday, one of the most covered songs of all time. And uh, entries were, let's just say, Reserved. Not a lot of entries this week, but we did have a winner in the hundreds instead of the thousands. Exactly. Exactly. I. It took me less than two days to sort through them, which is usually (laughs) it's just what I do at night. Um. So Sarah Wicker, Sarah Wicker, you are the winner this week. Well done. Here are the answers to the audio round. Yesterday. Diana Ross and the Supremes. All my troubles seem so far away. I'm not half the man. Willie Nelson. Ray Charles. Boys, two men. Elvis Presley. Leah Michelle from Glee. Kenny G. Congratulations, Sarah. Well done, Sarah. think it's time to get moving on the rest of this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let me be a knowledge talk. Let me be a knowledge talk. 
Oh, I know what time it is. It's time for the lightning round. Thank you. <laughs> you know, the, the, the hardest thing about doing any of this recording by myself is I don't get the positive affirmations <laughs> that I get from you. Meow for me. Meow for me. Now you're regretting it. I am regretting it. I'm always regretting that. Uh, this is the section where Monica and I go mano a mano on some trivia action. What is my subject this week? I want to know what my subject is first. Okay. Uh, your subject is famous female quotes. Oh, okay. What is my subject this <laughs> You're week? You're going to be so mad at me. I'm going to be mad at you? <laughs> I I don't get mad. So you know where you have those moments where you're falling asleep and you come up with a good idea while you're falling asleep and then you usually forget it? I'm going to just pretend that that's a yes. <laughs> well, for some reason while I was falling asleep, I decided that I wanted to write around on the Spice Girls. <laughs> Okay. So your questions are about the Spice Girls. All righty. But two of them are multiple choice. Okay. I think I'm going to do better than... Uh, that one doesn't scare me. Okay, good. Spice Girls Spice Girls don't scare me. <laughs> That's good. Not even Scary Spice. The scary Spice Scary Spice scary does you? not scare me. She intrigues me. Yeah. I will go first. Here we go with the lightning round. Question number one for Monica. What movie icon said, Imperfection is beauty, madness is genius, and it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring? Mm, Marilyn Monroe. That is correct. Oh, good. Well done. (laughs) Imperfection is beauty, madness is genius. I love Marilyn Monroe. All right. In your first question, in March 1995, Simon Fuller signed the Spice Girls to his company, 19 Entertainment. Simon Fuller later became most known in the U.S. as the creator of what? Well, he created uh, American Idol. Yes. Yes. Yeah, first it was Pop Idol. Yes, Pop Idol, then American Idol, and I think he was also part of X Factor. I think he was one of the guys behind X Factor, too. Pop Idol was huge in England. Mm-hmm. I think just about just as big over there as it was here with American Idol. All right, question number two. Speaking of singers, what singer said in a 2009 commencement speech... What has worked for me may not work for you. Well, take for instance, what has worked for me? Wigs, tight clothes, push-up bras. Lady Gaga. That's a good guess. Is it Madonna? It is Dolly Parton. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) At the University of Tennessee, which I... If I put that in, that probably would have helped. Oh, I, I might have gotten it yeah. then. Yeah, Dolly Parton. I love her. We've talked about Dolly we Parton here, talked. and she's amazing. Kelly Clarkson, Dolly Parton, Marilyn Monroe. We've got some amazing people so far. You All know right. how Scott says Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. 
Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. It's kind of kind of pleasant to say it yeah. that way. I was listening to some Lady Gaga. <laughs> Make... She was eating Grey Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Lady Gaga. Do you have any Grey Poupon? <laughs> but of course. At the 1997 Brit Awards, Jerry Hollowell, or Ginger Spice, yes. performed wearing an iconic mini dress featuring what symbol on the front? Was that the Union Jack? Yep. Yeah, I remember that dress. It's called the Union Jack mini dress. She ended up auctioning it off and it sold for over 41,000 pounds. Wow. And she donated all the money to a children's cancer charity. I was hoping you were going to say she donated all the money to Baby Spice. <laughs> Baby Spice don't need mo- no more money. Baby Spice got it going on. <laughs> I was super into the Spice Girls. Really? I loved them. What was the thing? What was what what was it about them that you loved? I don't know. Girl power? Just yeah, the girl I liked power the thing? girl power. I liked all the clothes and the big giant platform sneaker shoes. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you don't ever wear those kind of shoes. Not that not I've seen. Not around you. I okay, know. okay. <laughs> We're still getting to know each other, everybody. I just everybody. put them on so I can reach things. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sitting in the kitchen by the big cabinets just so she can Takes get that top dish. Takes an hour to lace them up. Oh. But once they are. But once they are, you just never want to take them off. I'm 7'4". All right, your next question, number three. What former talk show host said, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Is it Oprah? It is Oprah. Mm. Oprah Winfrey. Wonderful. 2020. I'm just putting it out there. It's happening. (laughs) This is multiple choice. Good. The 1997 film Spice World featured the Spice Bus, a double-decker Union Jack tour bus driven by who? I don't even need the multiple choice. Oh, yay. What is it? That is Meat Loaf. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) Yes. See, I assume that you wouldn't know these. I've never seen Spice World, but I know things about movies that I haven't seen. So a list of some other people that were in that movie. Yes. Roger Moore. Stephen Fry. Love him. Hugh Laurie. Love him. Your favorite guy, Elvis Costello. Oh, right. That's right. He's in that movie. Elton John. Nice. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I can't remember the rest, but there's just a whole bunch of super famous, mostly British stars. Mm. <laughs> Question number four. What former Secretary of State said, I firmly believe you should never spend your time being the former anything. Was it Madeleine Albright? That's a good guess. No, it was Condoleezza Rice. Mm. I suck. I'll never be the former anything because I will never be the thing. 
Let's see. Here you go. You have one more question left, and if you get that right, you then you are above fifty percent for the quiz. So no pressure. <laughs> None at all. I'll get a D. Yes, <laughs> D plus. <laughs> All right. In 2012, the Spice Girls had a one-off reunion at what London event? Oh, boy. No, that was later. I want to say Comic Relief. Mm-mm. Okay. It was the closing of the Summer Olympics. Oh, that's right. It was in London that. Okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. They got back together for that. Well, I guess that's important enough for the Spice Girls to do. It was incredible. So you watched this? Did you watch it live? No. I saw it later. But they got up on top of cars and danced on cars driving around. Do you remember what the songs were? Yeah. It was... I think it was Wannabe. Of course. And I can't remember the other one. Spice Spice Up Your Life, I think. Yeah, I don't think they can get out of a, of a show without doing Wannabe. I think if they didn't do wannabe, people would riot in the street. That's what your last question is about. Is about wannabe. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> question number five, last one for you. What 20th century first lady said? A woman is like a tea bag. You can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water. Is that Hillary Clinton? No. Sorry. That was Eleanor Roosevelt. God, biggest loser. Yeah. Well, no. And right in front of my ladies, too. Don't, ladies, don't judge her too harshly. (laughs) Don't do it. She's with you. She just didn't know what you said. I feel like every single one of those questions should have been multiple choice. Okay. Let's redo it now. Number one. No, they don't need to be multiple choice if you're just going to redo them. <laughs> Is it Marilyn Monroe, John Cleese, <laughs> or Mario? It's a me. <laughs> it's a me. Oh, no. Okay. Ready for your last question? I am. Their 1996 debut single, Wannabe, featured the made up word. Zigzag ah, which the girls claimed meant what? Oh, this is multiple choice, by the way. Okay. Did it mean going to the loo, having sex, or nothing? So this is what they claimed it meant. Mm-hmm. I am going to say going to the loo. Nope. Did it mean nothing? It didn't mean anything. Oh, that was my other guess. (laughs) So they described it as, you know when you get together with your mates and you're having a laugh and you make up some word. (laughs) That's that's what they said. It was just having a laugh. (laughs) Your British accent is flawless. Flawless. Would you expect anything less? Oh, mate. <laughs> I'm a Spice Girl, I am. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. That is the creepiest Spice Girl. 
I don't like him. Well, when they sing, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends, it sounds kind of innocent, but if you make it sort of an, an older guy singing it, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Well, you know, that advice is not very good advice. That's a weird... If you want to be my lover, do not get with my friends. Did they mean if you want to be my lover, then you, my friends have to accept you? Because that's, I think... That's the reading of it that I'm getting, but because they're like all about friendship, but it sounds like you have to be passed around amongst her friends in order <laughs> to get with her. Like you got to go through like the obstacles, like they're like the um, oh what is it the the, the gauntlet that you have to run through to get to her. I think maybe it's like an acceptance thing. That's what I'm and thinking. Like, it's like, but also it's silly pop music. Yeah, and usually. The lyrics don't mean anything, really. Like zig zig Zigzag-ah. Oh, zig zag It's zig zag zig So that goes, really, really, really want to zig zag <laughs> She did a little dance move. <laughs> I did not. On the You did, too. You did, like, zig zag and then, like, a little, like, shoulder roll. I did right there. That. It did happen. What a liar. I'm... Oh. <laughs> Can we get the video for that? <laughs> Did we hook up the, the video feed? It's down. We've hooked up some video <laughs> while you were gone. We just—it's here. Let's let's run, run that back. <laughs> oh, Our, you're right. I did do it. Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, <laughs> it was a good shoulder roll. There's no shame in the shoulder roll. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> that was the lightning round. <laughs> Now it's time for game prep. All right, things that you may need to know for your pub quizzes this week, whether you're playing one of ours or one in your own state and city, these are things that might get asked of you this week. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Get us rolling. And this is a strange week. I'm just going to say that up front. I think this is kind of a weird week. Here's disaster number one. (laughs) April 11th, 1970, Apollo 13 is launched. Two days later, an oxygen tank explodes, putting the crew and mission in jeopardy. Yes. Depicted in the fine movie Apollo 13. I love that movie. Yes. So I remember watching that movie, and do you know what Canucks are? No. They're sort of like Lego kind of thing. Oh, okay. Got it. So I was building this huge uh, Ferris wheel okay. out of Canucks, and you could like turn a crank, and it would actually go around. Oh, it that's was cool. awesome. <laughs> and that movie was playing while I was putting it together. Yeah. So those like the scientists in the movie are like, here's all the parts they have. We need to make this fit into this. Go. And I'm like, yeah, I need to build my Ferris wheel with these parts. This is all I have. <laughs> it was a really great movie to watch while I was doing that. 
April 11th, 1935, Richard Berry Jr. is born in Louisiana, a name you may not recognize, but you would recognize probably his best-known song, a little ditty called Louie Louie. Do you know the words to that song besides Louie Louie? I do. You do? So I've what is sang, he, what I've sang he, it in bands, yeah. What does he sing when he goes, Hare ho hare. What is he singing there? Hare ho hare. Yeah, that's like the first words. No, the first words are Louie Louie. You're thinking of Wooly Bully. Oh, by I am. Sam the Sham and the <laughs> Pharaohs. That one I don't know. I and am Richard the worst Berry trivia didn't work. <laughs> in the world. Okay, disaster number two. Yeah. April 12th through the 15th in 1912, the RMS Titanic made its first and final voyage, striking an iceberg and sinking in the North Atlantic Ocean. Did you like the movie? I actually did like the movie. Okay. I didn't like it as much as some of my friends liked it. I had a friend who went and saw it in the theaters more than double digits. I'll tell you about one of the worst dates I've ever been on was uh, going to see Titanic. Oh, really? So it was very early in a relationship, and we went to see Titanic, and I was not enjoying it. I just thought it was really long, (laughs) and the acting was terrible. The dialogue was awful. (laughs) So now we get to the point where the boat starts sinking, and I'm just shaking my head just like I don't this this is just terrible and I'm going to turn to make a comment to the girl that I took to the is she like crying she is bawling her (laughs) eyes out so I'm about to make some sort of like nasty witting cutting remark about like oh my god can you believe this crap and she is just just a face waterfall of tears all right, I didn't cry. At so the movie. I just, <laughs> I just had to turn back and just like, okay, it's, it's sad. Billy Zane is, for some reason, chasing Leo DiCaprio with a gun while the while the boat's sinking. <laughs> You'd think he'd have better things to do at this point, but no, he's chasing Leo DiCaprio with a gun. Well, that's what I would be doing. Oh yeah, if a boat's sinking in the middle of the North Atlantic, I'd just be chasing some young rapscallion. Yeah, with a gun. but like all laws. Are out the door. And oh, he can I see. Finally, this. kill Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> if he <laughs> happens to be on the boat at the time. Which, lucky for Billy Zane, he was. Yeah. April twelfth, nineteen forty-five. More bad news. Franklin Roosevelt dies in office. His vice president Harry Truman assumes the office of the presidency the next day. Is he? The one that did a four terms. Yeah, four terms. He was a very popular guy. Did a lot of uh, great things. April 12th, 1955, Dr. Jonas Salk's polio vaccine is declared safe for use. Ten years. Ten years too Ten late. Ten years. Now, I don't know if that declaration was made on the anniversary of FDR's death. Because I could see somebody doing that and saying... They're like, wait a couple days. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, hey, it's April 10th, and we know that this is going to be fine. And they're like, eh, let's, let's give it a couple. 
April 13th, 1997, Tiger Woods becomes the youngest golfer to win the Masters. How old was he? He was 12. 12? No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. He was 22 years old. When he won the first time. No, actually, he was, because his birthday's in December, he was 21. 21 years old. Um, He had turned professional at age 20, and then... The next year, he won the Masters. I hate golf. Yeah. I don't like it. I liked watching him play. He was notorious for like, he would hit something like way off into the woods, and then he would, his recovery shot would just be this amazing, like, one in a million shot to get onto the green. Huh. Yeah. It was pretty fun to watch him. It's it's too bad that he he's not competitive anymore. April 14th. 1865, President Lincoln is shot at Ford's Theater by John Wilkes Booth during a production of Our American Cousin. Lincoln died the next day. On the same day, Secretary of State William Seward is attacked by Lewis Powell, a co-conspirator of John Wilkes Booth. Seward and his family survive the attack. Yeah, there was... I I, didn't know that part. There's very interesting stuff when I was researching this. You know that it wasn't originally supposed to be an assassination. It was supposed to be a kidnapping. They were supposed to kidnap the president? They were going to kidnap Lincoln. Now, what they were going to do with him after they kidnapped, I'm not really sure. But that's what I was reading up on, is that the original plan was to kidnap. And then it became this other assassination thing. Hmm. Um. I have always been very curious about the play. Yeah. Our American Cousin. Those are the real losers of that, is the people that were putting on that play. So I'm going to do Was a- it the opening <laughs> of the play? Uh, I'm just reading up on it. It's a three-act play by an English playwright named Tom Taylor, and it's a farce. It's based on um, a uh, an American who is described here as awkward and boorish and he goes to England to claim his family's estate. So that is the premise of Our American Cousin. Was John Wilkes Booth in that play? No, he was an actor. he was an actor. He was an actor and uh, but he was not a member of the play's cast. I see. Yeah. He chose a moment According to what I was reading, he chose a moment when there was going to be a lot of laughter and sh- do the shooting during that burst of laughter so it would be muffled, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you're going to have a president slumped over. I mean, people are going to notice. But maybe it gives him a little extra getaway time. What laughter is loud enough to cover up a gunshot? Well, these are, I don't know what kind of gun these are. Maybe he had a silencer. I don't think so. Maybe he had a, a towel wrapped around the thing. Maybe They he, didn't have towels then. They didn't have towels. <laughs> <laughs> don't look up if they had towels. I'm looking up if they had towels. <laughs> There's a lot of fascinating stuff around that, and now I want to dive deeper into that uh, that whole part of part Let's of our, make a new podcast. Yes. Lincoln. Well, Lincoln. Lincoln. Linked. Uh, 
Lincoln linked in. <laughs> Where we start a little uh, business and then try to connect with other people who have businesses and talk about Abraham Lincoln. Yes. April 14th, 1986, the heaviest hailstones ever recorded fall in Bangladesh. The largest they measured was 2.2 pounds. That is amazing. 2.2 pounds just on its own doesn't sound huge, but when you think about a hailstone, and they're usually really like pebble-sized or smaller. And they hurt then. Well, and this was a huge catastrophe i didn't want to get too uh down about it but since we've already talked about a bunch of people dying we might as well 92 people died during that hailstorm oh my gosh it's what a way to go killed by a hailstorm but i love the fact again i don't love the fact that people died (laughs) i'm not a monster but i love the next thing that's going to be read right now April 14th, 1999, 13 years after the hailstones in Bangladesh, a hailstorm hit Sydney, Australia, causing two over $2 billion in damage, the most expensive natural disaster in Australia's history. So 13 years apart on the same day, the, same day. the two biggest hailstone uh, natural disasters happened did anybody die in the australian one not that i saw it was mostly damage because it wasn't uh the ones they said that the biggest ones the biggest ones that they measured were about the size of like a cricket ball Mm -hmm. so that's still pretty big but it isn't 2.2 pounds no so that was just like a lot of them just a lot of them so, but yeah. And so. they just all happened to fall on that $2 billion glass museum. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's it. it was just, you know what it was? It was um, just Paul Hogan's estate and all of his car collection. <laughs> yeah. It was just, that was all it hit. <laughs> Nobody I think, else. I think people just dump, got into a plane and dumped rock salt just on all of his stuff. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crikey, hailstorm. That's not a hailstorm. Lovely. That's a hailstorm. <laughs> you should believe that out. <laughs> uh, uh, Some people might find that offensive. A, sh- a shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Last one, and this is the saddest one of all. No, it's not. Last one, April 15th, 1955. Tax Day is established as the 15th of April in the U.S., do you pay your taxes? I do. Good job. I just did my taxes. Oh, you're way ahead of me. You haven't done your taxes? No, not yet. You don't have very much time left. I know, only a few days. Now, do you know why you don't have to file this year until the 18th? I didn't even know that. Oh. So there is a holiday in Washington, D.C. called Emancipation Day. And this goes back to Abraham Lincoln because it is the day that celebrates the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay. So they have this date. So there is a rule in D.C. that um, if April 15th lands on a weekend, that the taxes aren't due until the next Tuesday, because the day after April 16th is the Emancipation Day mm. holiday. 
So you get a couple extra days. So we've had this for the last couple of years, and I think we have this year and next year where April 15th ends on a weekend, so we get an extra couple days to do your taxes. And then we go back to doing it strictly on the 15th. Emancipation Day. Thank you, Emancipation Day, for giving me a couple extra days to do my taxes, which I dread doing every year. Now, Mr. Vanderhoff, that's a very serious thing, not filing an income tax return. Now, suppose I do pay you this money. Mind you, I don't say that I'm going to, but just for the sake of argument. What's the government going to do with it? What do you mean? Well, what do I get for my money? For instance, if I go into a department store and buy something, why, there it is. I can see it. Well, what are they going to give me? Well, the government gives you everything. It, it protects you. From what? Well, invasion. How do you think the government's going to keep up the Army and Navy with all those battleships? Battleships? <laughs> Last time we used battleships was in the Spanish-American War. And what did we get out of that? Cuba. <laughs> we gave that back. Well, I wouldn't mind paying for something sensible. Something sensible? What about Congress and the Supreme Court and the President? we got to pay them, don't we? Not with my money, no, sir. Okay, instead of the tips and tricks section... It's tip... Wait, what? <laughs> we're going to talk about the fantasy pub quiz teams that uh, people have sent in. This was so far one of my favorite things. Everybody who got involved, we really do appreciate uh, everybody who sent in stuff. We didn't get a ton, but boy, people who did would just love it. So for those of you just joining the podcast for the first time if we could have anybody on our pub quiz team living who could we have and uh the only person that we weren't allowed to pick was ken jennings although i think somebody nope nobody picked ken jennings so they all stuck to that rule so we're going to read through some of the uh, submissions i will say this for those of you submitting things in the future let us know where you're submitting from we love to know where this podcast is being Send uh, us your personal listened. address. Yes. Send us all your vital statistics. Social security number would yes. also be appreciated. And just, you know, a copy of your signature. <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, we would love to know where you're coming from and where you're listening. It always makes us feel good to know that we're reaching out to all sorts of folks. Uh, so... We're just going to kind of go through some of these and talk about these teams. Do you want to take the first one? Yeah. Sure. I love this username, by the way. Fearless Leader. <sighs> I want that username for myself. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't pick that. <laughs> so this person says they play on an all-female trivia team in South Dakota. That's rocking. Well done. This is their dream team. Michelle Obama. Amazing. Yeah. Amy Schumer. <laughs> right. She's very funny. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which oh. I actually wish I would have picked for mine. That's a, that's a great one. Because, you know, I have a feeling she's an animal. I feel like she's like party animal kind of yeah. like in her youth she was and that she has her moments of like wanting to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Jodie Foster and Ashley Judd. That's a great team. 
They say we may not win, but we would have the best time. I don't know about the may not win. win. I think he might win. I think Michelle Obama's very smart. I think Amy Schumer's up with uh, current events and current pop culture trends. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, all your politics and your law. Jodie Foster and Ashley Judd are just kind of across the board smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a great. That's just a great one. You know, Ashley Judd was on an episode of The Next Generation. I did not know that. She was. But I know you know that. She was a bit of a love interest for Wesley. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, Ashley, you can do better. <laughs> Ashley, you can do better. <laughs> now, Picard deserves Ashley Judd more than Wesley does. Well, she was young. Oh, I guess that I'm just thinking about her now. <laughs> it wasn't now. Okay, it was good. Back in the eighties. Okay. Still can do better than Wesley. <laughs> All right, you say the next one. Uh, Tom P. Uh, address unknown said I picked a team that I thought would know a bunch of different things plus an energy that might intimidate other teams I think that's this is a very intimidating team Ricky Gervais Mm -hmm. Bill Maher Keegan Michael Key Chuck D from Public Enemy and your pick Neil deGrasse Tyson can't steal my pick we didn't make that rule so I think that was okay um, but that's a that's an intimidating team. I almost picked Ricky Gervais for Ricky mine. Gervais would be a good one. Get some European stuff in there. He seems to know a lot about a little of everything. Um, Bill Maher, kind of in the same way. I this might be a very loud table to be sitting at. Yeah, it might be a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that intimidation factor might be there. So that's not a bad team. I think that might do well. I don't know if this breaks the rules or not. Oh, okay. But Lisa Baker, she picks Tom Hanks, but he has to play as Woody from Toy Story. (laughs) I like the idea that he has to dress up in a little cowboy (laughs) outfit. And it's like, I don't even know what his catchphrases are. So is it like he just has to pretend he's Woody? Yeah, I think he has to use the Woody voice and pretend that he's Woody. Well, the Woody voice is just his voice. Yeah, but at least she didn't pick Forrest Gump or something like that. (laughs) He may not be smart. (laughs) But but I I know what love is. (laughs) But he knows what love is. I know what love is, and I want you to show me. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And uh, Carrie Washington... But she has to play as Olivia from Scandal. <laughs> now, I don't watch Scandal, but I know who Kerry Washington is, and I like that pick. Yeah. Harrison Ford, but he has to play as Han Solo, <laughs> preferably from 1977. I think we somebody has a crush on a young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Han Solo. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. Oprah Winfrey, but she has to sit next to me. 2020. <laughs> John Ratzenberger, but he has to play as Cliff from Cheers. Now, see, now there's a problem. <laughs> I think you were doing so well, and then having Cliffy from Cheers on your team, you know he doesn't know anything. I guess that's the comic relief. 
I guess whatever he says, you can just cross off as, you know, that's not the right answer. Maybe he's the one who gets to pick if there's a dispute. Oh, no. Because he'll just go with one of his own wrong answers. Maybe uh, it's just because he belongs in a bar. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ratzenberger and Hanks were both in Toy Story. Maybe he could have played his his uh, Toy Story character. But, I, I, you know, like I guess maybe give Cliff a chance at redemption since he was never very good with the facts. I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting team. I like the team. I, I like, like the team it. quite a bit. Um, D D and D. That is their handle. Only four people they picked says so. Me and my wife can play too. Um, I know my entries may be a little too nerdy, but I do have a sports person. Uh, his entry is Neil Gaiman, George R R Martin, who wrote the Game of Thrones series, yeah. Dave Chappelle. And Bob Costas, he says, for the sports. That's good. Yeah, you need a sportsy person. There's a lot of folks that pick people for the sports. Um, even though, I mean, for our quizzes, we don't do a ton of sports. But that can be a tie-breaking situation if you know a sports question that nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. If you have one person on your team that can sport it up a little bit and everybody else can, covers all the nerdy stuff, you can get that one extra question and one extra point in and maybe that's the difference and if you are that sporty person like you are treated like a god oh yeah oh yeah we need you what if there's a sports question (laughs) we're hopeless yeah (laughs) yes you are needed at all your pub quizzes so go just go to one and just say i'm a sporty guy and somebody's gonna snatch you up but then you better deliver Bob Costas can deliver on that because he's been sports forever, ever. He's been sportsing it up. Sports and all over the place. All right, next team. Charles Duncan, also known as Chuck-a-Dunk. <laughs> Chuck-a-Dunk. Thank you, Chuck-a-Dunk. <laughs> His picks are Barack Obama because he just seems like a trivia nerd. I can see that. I can totally see that. Nina Totenberg of NPR for the current events in politics. Right. Sam Levine from Doug Loves Movies, who seems to know all the movies. Do you ever listen to him on Doug Loves Movies? I've heard Doug Loves Movies, but I don't remember him. Sam Levine, probably best known for being on Freaks and Geeks back in the day. He played one of the geeky younger kids' friends. But he is a, a. Is he on um, Silicon Valley? No, no, not that one. No, but he's on. He's a regular guest on Douglas movies, and he always seems to win the Leonard Maltin game because he just knows the strangest amount of movie trivia. Okay, so that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Justin Timberlake for the music. That's a good one. Yeah. He can be on the team, but he has to get up and dance, I think. <laughs> between between <laughs> rounds, he must dance. I like his dancing. Yeah. Carrie from Mythbusters for science, although I might be too nervous to sit by her. Well, you don't have to sit by her. You can sit between Barack and, and Sam Levine, and, and Carrie can just sit across the table from you. She's a good pick. She's a good pick. She seems to know her science stuff. So that's a good that's team. That's a good team. That's a good team. I'm kind of... Kicking myself that I didn't go for Barack Obama because he does seem like he knows a little bit about everything. I know. 
and you need to get to talk to Barack Obama. You know, he's he's probably a good hang. He's probably a good hangout totally. guy. Totally. Yeah. You could borrow his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Mark Terrence said, Keith Olbermann for Sports and Politics. Scott Adams, who is the Dilbert cartoonist, and he is a former Mensa member, which I did not know that. Uh, Karina Longworth, host of the You Must Remember This podcast for movie stuff. I love that, that podcast. That is a great pick. Good That one. is a great pick. Also, somebody I think would be uh, hilarious and fun to hang out with. Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, one more time for Dave Chappelle, general knowledge and music stuff. And he says, I'm horrible at hip-hop in the audio rounds. You know, he lives really close to my hometown. Yeah, yeah, he's an Ohio I've guy. I've seen him there before. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And the final one, Judy Dench for European stuff and just to have Dench and Chappelle at the same table. Oh, I would <laughs> love to hear what they have to talk about. Awesome. I bet they have more to talk about than you would think. I bet. I bet they have. Uh, they they could figure out something to talk about. That's amazing. I love that. Judy Dench and Dave Chappelle on the same team. Uh, all right, you get the next one. Oh, this is from our good friend Sandy. Sandy Davis. Hello, Sandy. Sandy picks John Stewart, smart, funny Jew. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> Rob Dennis which is her good friend who moved to Chicago. He watches a lot of movies, reads a ton of comics, and he watches the sports. She is the only person that uh, we got entries from that put non-famous people on her team, which I thought was very nice of her. Yeah. Stephen Hawking, math, science, smart, and funny. Yeah. Now we have an either-or, either Gina Davis, Mensa member and pretty. Oh, right. She's a Mensa. Or Natalie Portman, Harvard, pretty, because she's Natalie Portman, whichever one of those is available. So you got a rotating bench there. That's (laughs) that's, that's good. We'll allow that. Chad Fox, our cousin, knows a ton about music from many eras and is funny as shit. Also, always has weeds. That's a good one. That's that's necessary. And in Washington State, that's legal. So we're we're all good there. That's great. Um, last one that we got, and this is a great one from our friends from the Three Muscabeers, Andrew Bernard. Uh, his number one is Alex Trebek, the only person to appear on more episodes of Jeopardy than Ken Jennings. <laughs> Perhaps more trivia experience than anyone on the planet. It's a trade-off, though, because he's kind of a dick, and Dewan <laughs> might punch him. Fair enough. Fair enough. He does seem a bit pretentious. Yeah. I'd want him to grow that mustache back. I'd say you can't play until you grow that mustache back. Number two, Mike Wilbon, an ESPN commentator and host of PTI, a wealth of general sports knowledge and seems like a fun guy to hang out with. I'll take his word for it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I, I, Mike, Mike Wilbon's pretty cool. Uh, three, Rick Rubin, a music producer, extensive music knowledge spanning generations and genres, also a sweet beard. <laughs> Does have a sweet beard? Uh, number four, Queen Elizabeth, Queen of the UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, 
She knows a thing or two about history, politics, and probably Shakespeare. Is that racist? I don't know. Uh, At number five, James Corden, English actor and late, late show host, pop culture and movie knowledge, plus English stuff you know in case the queen doesn't know. Or doesn't show. Or doesn't show. She's a no show. Uh, James Corden's a good one. I was just watching some of that carpool karaoke that he does. Where he gets famous people in the car and sings songs. He seems to know all the words to that stuff. So he'd probably be pretty good for the music round. Thanks, everybody, for uh, putting those out there. We really do appreciate that. I'm going to assemble all these teams, get some photographs, and put them all up there on our uh, podcast page on our website, quizfix.net. So be looking for that in the next couple of days. Thanks for everybody doing this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, good team. Good job, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. All right, for this week's audio round challenge, very simple because it is tax week this week. Let's do some songs about money. Cha-ching. Some bread. Some cash ola, some moolah. Cheese. Cheddar, a little cheddar cheese, a little lettuce, a little lettuce. dough. Benjamin. All about the <laughs> bennies. <laughs> so uh, simple rules apply. One point for the title of the song, one point for the artist. And we do encourage you to try to do this without uh, the uh, use of uh, things means you know what we're talking about do it as much as you can on your own and send those into quizfix at gmail.com just send them in yeah yeah (laughs) yeah just send them in during the week and uh we will draw a name out of the hat like we did with sarah and you will be shouted out on the podcast that's it here we go with the audio round your audio round Starts now. Starts meow. Meow. (laughs) Your audio round. Starts meow. One. Two. Three. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. Four. Five. That's it for the audio round challenge. Send in your answers to quizfix at gmail.com. 
You can do it on our webpage, quizfix.net. Go to the contact section and put them in there. You can also tweet at us at quizfix or post them on Facebook. That's also quizfix. Everything you need to know for us is just the word quizfix, all one word. So thanks to everybody for listening and downloading. And please, please review us on iTunes. It really helps get the word out. And uh, let everybody know that you know who listens to podcasts that they should check this thing out. And we still get people checking out the first few episodes, and we really do appreciate that. And word of mouth is the best kind of publicity, especially when we don't have to pay for it because we make no money on this. So It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. It can only get better. We can't go anywhere down. We have to go up. <laughs> Yeah, so please let us know. And and if we're not talking about something you want us to talk about, let us know. Drop us a line and uh, give us a subject, and we will do our best to talk about it. We will. Yeah, we promise. We will make stupid jokes about whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, and occasionally they'll be funny. What? Nah. <laughs> all right. That's the end of the podcast. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Did you like my buys? At the I loved them. Yeah. I don't do them as well as you do. <laughs> it made me laugh a lot. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I added a little face to it. Yeah. Bye. He did a little shoulder roll. I did a little shoulder roll. <laughs> shoulder roll. Do a shoulder roll. Yeah, let's get one meow in there for... Shake that cat. <laughs> I hear the purring. Oh. That's like the end of the Mary Tyler Moore show right there. All right, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>